Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Damien Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. This is a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your life. And you know, when I introduce things, LT is not here. I know. I know you've got to work on that uh, Canadian slash Asian accent, don't you? <laughs> it's hard enough speaking <laughs> English as it is, uh, as you know, uh, for some people. So I'm not going to even give that a go. I'm not even going to give it a go. But we know that LT is somewhere off, sailing the high seas somewhere around the world, um, heading somewhere right. special, something exciting with his family, and therefore can't be with us today. Um, but, Bretto, it's you and me, and we will uh, we'll tackle the tough questions. That's, that's very low tech for, for Lawrence, don't I? Like, is it, an, is it an I-boat? Is it like, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it just doesn't seem, it seems a bit slow for Lawrence. You know, he likes things quick. He likes to listen to everything in two and a half speed. You know, is he going to be up there just hassling the pilot? Like, can you go any faster? Can right. you go any faster? <laughs> he could be. I reckon he'll get a wind trainer and put it at the front of the boat, put a bike on there and cycle just so it feels like he's going faster. <laughs> it's going to be going so slow. It's only going 45 knots, sailors. Oh. Like, I've got to get faster than this. You know, come on, I'm, come I'm, on. I've got things to do. I expect to see the next video of um, Inside the Champion's Mind of, you know, Lawrence and Karen up the front of the boat, arms out, Titanic style, you know, music playing. It'd be fantastic. Sounds anyway. like me and Marcus and Nicaragua. That's what that's. I like. did. I did see that picture. I did think of that. I thought, yeah, best not to go there. You know, the, the wives might get a bit of jealous, so I won't uh, get too far into that one. But um, Damo, last time Lawrence was away, you and I had a bit of fun, and yeah. we started getting into uh, looking at some Q and A's, and we decided to go to iTunes to have a look at some for some Q and A's and to get some feedback from our listeners. And to be honest, Lawrence was a bit critical of the way we went about that. You know, he suggested that us going to uh, to iTunes where people leave reviews to try and get Q&As wasn't the brightest idea and that perhaps we needed him here to keep us in line. So we thought 
not here, we're going to do it again. But <laughs> but we'll do it differently because last time we did get lots of feedback, lots of people saying how much they loved our show, but we probably didn't get as many questions as we thought we might find on iTunes. So, you know, if everyone could go to iTunes and leave some questions there just so we can prove Lawrence wrong, that would be great. But in the meantime, we also did a post on Facebook where Lawrence assured us people would ask questions. Um, and since that time, we have had a few people leaving some questions there and we've got some stuff we'd like to go through to make sure that we're really interacting with people. People love it when we answer their questions. We love it when they interact with us. They always ask us, you know, when are you going to do a Q&A? When are you going to ask some questions? So, we, you've had fair warning. The post has been up on Facebook for several weeks now. You've had your chance to post in there. Having said that, if you haven't done it, you can still do it. We'll answer it again another time. But you're for today, nice Damo, you're such a nice guy. Got some great questions here to get into, Damo. Yeah, and nice. I reckon, uh, you know, there's a few here that look like right up your alley, Damo, that I think you're going to enjoy delving into. So, do you want to jump straight in, Damo? Yeah, let's go for it, Bruno. Let's go. Let's go for gold. All right. So first question was from Lisa. She says, hi there. My question is about childhood immunity. What are some natural ways to boost their immunity? And how do other holistically minded parents deal with childcare, school germs, etc.? Thanks. Hmm. Nice. I think one of the key things, there's a couple of things. Obviously, we acknowledge the power of the nervous system. And as chiropractors, you know, we would always suggest that children are checked regularly with their chiropractor to ensure that their spine is free of any interference. So the nervous system is working really well. That's a philosophy that we hold um, as chiropractors. Um, the science is starting to prove what we um, have believed to be true. Uh, since 1896 and so um, you know whilst there's not truckloads of evidence to suggest that's the case what we do see in practice is that many of the kids that actually come in to see us remain very very well um, despite people around them being you know often unwell so I can't say that that's going to be the only thing that you do but that's one thing that both Brett and Lawrence and myself would actually suggest um, would be a great thing to, to, to you know implement the other thing is to try and avoid antibiotics like the more antibiotics you use, and in fact, there's a massive push at the moment in Australia, around the world, for doctors to stop prescribing antibiotics because we've created so many antibiotic-resistant strains of bacteria and parasites that now, if we get to the last line of antibiotics without any kind of defence, we'll have massive, massive issues that could wipe out much of the population with infection. I know it sounds like a movie, like Contagion, but it's actually real. Like, it's actually a real problem. There's actually now situations where the government are paying for drug companies to design drugs that they will never use, antibiotics that they'll never use, because the drug companies won't invest money into it because the rate at which bacteria are becoming resistant to antibiotics is so fast that the amount of money they put into the research of these drugs, it's just, it's not a... Um, a commercially viable option. So governments around the world now are paying drug companies to invent drugs that they won't use um, so they can be used as last-line defence against infection um, as we have more and more resistant strains. So keep your kids off the antibiotics. And so to that end, there's a number of different things that you, you could do to enhance your kids' wellness and well-being to keep them away from um, illness, um, particularly if they're in a childcare centre and so on and so forth. So, Bretto, I've got some ideas. Have you got any ideas you want to go on to before we go there? Well, I think the first thing for us to understand is, you know, the way you and I think about health and the way Lawrence thinks about health, Damo, is that we think of health as something that comes from inside out. So, for you and I, we're not necessarily stressed about what bugs our kids might get exposed to at childcare or what bugs they might get exposed to at school because I know that of all the kids that go to that childcare, if one of them's got a bug and sneezes over all the other kids, it's not every single kid in that childcare that gets sick. Some of them get really sick. 
Some of them don't get so sick. Some of them get a little bit sick. And the difference between those who get really sick and those who don't get really sick is themselves. It's their innate defense. It's their innate ability to deal with and to fight off those bugs. So rather than worrying about what bugs my kids might get exposed to at childcare or what bugs they might get exposed to at school, I worry about how can my, I make my kids as healthy, as strong, as robust as possible so that when they do go to school, when they do go to childcare, they've got a really good chance of dealing with that well and in a really healthy way. In the same way, I make sure me at home as a parent, because lots of parents say, oh, I always get sick because, you know, my kids are at childcare, as if the very fact of your kids being at childcare means that you're, you know, by default going to get sick all the time. Now, that doesn't mean that my kids never get sick. You know, it doesn't mean that I never get sick. You know, we get exposed to those bugs, and sometimes our body needs to do a bit of work to fight those off. Now, I think that's a really healthy response. You know, my immune system fires up. You know, I, I raise my body temperature, I might get snotty, I might get a bit fluey, I deal with it, my body eradicates it, and I move on, and I think that's actually a really healthy thing. That's kind of like my immune system going to the gym. It's having a little workout so it can get fitter and stronger and healthier, so that maybe later on if something even bigger and better comes along, it might do an even better job of it. So I, I think fundamentally, it's, it's a shift in the way we think about these bugs and germs that get around at school and childcare, that that's the first most important step. Um, so that we're focusing on being active rather than reactive. We're focused on building up amazing kids with strong, robust nervous systems and immune systems rather than waiting till they get sick and then trying to do something about patching it up. I agree. I like that. It, it does come back to a philosophy. And, uh, you know, I asked the question, oh, well, I know the answer. So I'll ask the question, then answer it. How do we get to this situation? And the answer is the germ theory. And let's just take a step back here. Let's just understand that, yes, there's definitely involvement in germs and bugs and contagiousness and all that sort of thing. So, yes, if we are exposed to certain bacteria, there is a greater chance that we'll have an infection from that bacteria. There's no doubt about it. But what... Um, was discovered around the time of Louis Pasteur was uh, that it's not just the fact that there's a bug in the environment. In fact, what was found um, that, that I suppose should have shaped the way in which we look at germs was that it depends on the host. So if the host is in poor shape or if the host is somewhat compromised, then an infection can take place. Now, if the diet is poor, if there's not enough outdoor time, or if there's, you know, fatigue, uh, or if there's, you know, you know, fatigue and also lack of sleep, if there's a lack of opportunity to repair, then there's greater risk then of infection. And of course, if there's one infection going to the next person, going to the next person, going to the next person, that would imply that something's going on in the family that kind of needs attention. And so I like to look at the gastrointestinal system. There's a whole lot of discussion around the microbiome at the moment. There's movies being made about the microbiome. There's podcasts. There's um, there's summits. There's all kinds of things happening with microbiome as people start to understand more and more about the role that the bacteria on and inside our body play. But we're now understanding there's certain strains of bacteria that we need to have in our body and antibiotics have done a lot of damage to that. Now, there's antibiotics in our food, so in chicken, in beef, uh, cattle, all that sort of thing. So if you haven't been buying organic, it's highly likely you've been exposed to antibiotics and the chemicals that are associated with antibiotics. So that will have upset your microbiome somewhat. And, uh, and of course, many people have been doing um, antiseptic wipes or 
Dettol or whatever else it is, Pinoclean to wipe the benches down and knocking off all the bacteria that are there. Yes, we want to get rid of Salmonella because they don't want to get food poisoning, but at the same time, we don't want to make things so sterile that we don't get exposed to certain types of bacteria. So there's that kind of you know delicate balance that we've got to try and find. So having probiotics and including yogurts and kefir and fermented foods in our diet are really, really important strategies to enhance our gastrointestinal health which you know inevitably enhances our overall um, immune system and our general health and well-being so you get your kids to have some fermented foods you get your kids to have um, fermented dairy or fermented coconut um, you know or cultured you know products that allow bacteria to re-inoculate the gut to the gut to improve the immune system so that's one great thing but of course try and have your kids eating as clean as possible and playing outside particularly you know as we approach well, we are in summer, but here in Melbourne, it's pretty ordinary. But in Adelaide, I'm sure it's great. And in Western Australia and Sydney, it's pretty beautiful. Um, but, you know, as we approach summer, get the kids outside because the more vitamin D synthesis that they get going uh, from the sunlight hitting their skin, the greater their immune system is going to be as well. You have, of course, fresh fruit for vitamin C. Um, these are all great strategies to improve the health and well-being. Moving into winter, um, you want to be using lots of broths and things to keep them warm and nourished with high-level high nutrition. And you can look at Brett's book, Nourish Without Nagging, and um, and, and you've got some great uh, tips and pointers in there as to you know how you can raise your children healthily and safely without having to go to too much trouble. Thanks, Damo. Hey, hey, so, Damo, what's that? You know, obviously, as we said, our kids do still get sick from time to time. We still get sick from time to time. So, you know, if Jacko comes home and says, Dad, you know, I'm feeling a bit snotty, I've got a bit of a headache, I've got a bit of a flu going on, what's, what's your go-to? What's your typical reaction? What do you do with Jacko? Well, the first thing I do is check his spine and give him an adjustment. That's the absolute first thing that I do. So he'll get an adjustment. So often Jackson's come home and said, oh, I've got a sore throat, Dad, or I'm not feeling the best, I've got a bit of a you know, sore ear or whatever, and I'll just check your spine, give him an adjustment, and then we'll look at ways in which we could have a great meal. So we'll eat a great meal, and then I might give him some supplements. So I might give him some herbs, could be olive leaf extract, or might be some andrographis, um, could be a five mushroom extract, depending on what sort of symptoms he's experiencing, um, and some vitamin C, um, and maybe some zinc. Um, you know, in saying that, it's important to have zinc and vitamin C with food um, because I've had a bit of man flu last week and uh, and I had some vitamin C and zinc just before we came on the podcast and I had to delay the podcast because I was feeling <laughs> sick as well as that. Zinc can actually make you feel a little bit nauseous and uh, and I didn't have mine with food. So I was, had to wait for my nauseous wave to kind of pass, which took about an hour, but that can be prevented by having zinc with food and so i would uh, that's what i do for jackson and it might be that i adjust him two or three or four times in the space of one or two days just to make sure that his nervous system's firing and he's working really well and generally touch wood jack doesn't really require much time away from school i think in jackson's school career which now spans 11 years he's only probably had a week off um, while he's while he's lived with us, when he when he was you know when he was younger and he was living with his mum, there's nothing against his mum at all. Um, but they they addressed health and wellness quite differently to what we do here in this house. Um, he was sick quite often, um, but he'll even say, in fact, if you listen to a podcast, um, the Healthy Exception, um, which which was done recently, who that's. Um, uh, Rachel Favilla. Uh, Rachel Favilla. Yeah, Rachel Favilla's podcast. She interviewed Jackson. He speaks about how when he was living with his mum, he used to get sick all the time. Now he lives with us, he never gets sick. 
and, uh, and that's got a lot to do with the things that we do in the household and the way in which we eat um, and the approach that we take when he comes home with, you know, a little niggle. And all the other kids will be crook ass. They'll take days yeah. and weeks off, but Jack doesn't yeah. need to. I love it. And, and I'm pretty much the same approach with my kids, Damo. You know, it's it's always an adjustment first. And, you know, if they're, you know, if they're looking a bit sinusy, that might include a bit of sinus, extra sinus drainage work. You know, if I think their ears might be congested, we might do some eustachian tube drainage to help them drain really well. But then we get them home. Yeah, I, I think exactly what you said, focusing on getting good nutrients into them. So some really new um you know i tend not to do dairy with my kids anyway but you know i really try and encourage their mum not to give them dairy uh when they are snotty and sinusy and all those sort of things because because that you know i see that in my practice all the time that makes a really big difference um i tend to go a little bit lower carb in terms of what i'm feeding them i try and really make sure that you know even the healthy carbs and sugars i cut those right down um because i really don't want to feed you know whatever whatever's going on in their body, I want to make sure I just keep them really nice and healthy and clean. Um, and then I think rest is the, is the other big one. You know, I just make sure we get them to bed nice and early, get them rested up. As you say, get some sunshine, which makes a big difference. And and just you know, just trust the innate ability of the body that when you give it those right things, those simple things. Um, you know, as, as you said before, things like bone broth and just those really good nourishing foods, good rest, some sunshine. You know, it's amazing and and no interference, which we spoke about with the chiropractic it's amazing what the body can do to heal up and 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 mine are the same as yours you know i haven't got as many years of that as you demo but you know very rarely if ever have my kids missed a day of school from sickness you know they, they just bounce back really quick which is great yeah, so we better move on, Damo. Yeah, let's move, move on, on to let's some more on. questions. There's one more thing. There's one thing that you said in there which is really important is sleep and kids need sleep. So if your child's getting less than 10 hours of sleep a night and they're under the age of, I don't know, let's say 14, 15, and they're getting less than 10 hours of sleep a night, they're not getting enough sleep. You know, kids need 12-hour sleep. They need it. Like that's their repair time. That's their grow time. If your children aren't getting enough sleep, you're actually doing a massive disservice to their health and well-being. And, you know, I reckon that the biggest uh, impact on that demo, without a doubt, is television and computer games. Screen time. So many kids, they just get hooked on that screen time and it really stops their ability to switch off and get to sleep. So, you know, the more, you know, the more you, particularly late at night, the more you can switch off the lights, the screens, the gadgets, the better chance you're going to have of getting your kids into sleep and, and getting them into, you know, getting them that rest that they need to recuperate because that's when your body does all its healing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's, next one. So, next. Well, the next comment we've got is uh, someone's asking about Lawrence's 90-day journal. You know, so Lawrence does his, you know, his 90-day sprints. He does that, promotes that a lot with his Nitro clients. I know you're one of those, Damo. And someone wants to know if they can buy one of Lawrence's 90-day journals. So Damien and I have decided that we're going to hassle Lawrence and we're going to try and get him to produce something. So (laughs) stay tuned. We'll see what we can do. Get yeah. something for our listeners, Damo. It's a really the, great the way to I- go. You know, it just breaks things down. Actually, you yeah. know, we've found in our practice that by since doing 90-day sprints, we're much more productive in our practice. We get lots of stuff done anyway, but, you know, we're getting, you know, I don't know, probably three or four times more things done in our practice than what we ever did just as a result of doing them. So they're great. So, they're a really good thing to so do. So good. And I know heaps of people who came to the Wellness Breakthrough last year where Lawrence talked about productivity and talked about those 90-day sprints. And I know so many of those people implemented that and have just been kicking so many goals since they came to that Wellness Breakthrough as well. So, which, which is a great point because Lawrence will be most likely doing the 90-day sprint program again um, at our Wellness Breakthrough. So if you want to be taken through the whole process, you actually want to, you know, drill down into it, work on, you know, sets of 90-day sprints over, you know, 2017 into 2018, come along to our breakthrough. Yeah, 
thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Um, so, Cian, I, I think I'm saying the right, Damien. Cian, would love to hear more information Sean, about vitamin Sean. B12. It's Sean? Yeah. Thank you, Damien. She uh, <laughs> so wants to know about the active and inactive forms of vitamin B12, the importance of B12, B12 sources, and why our bodies require it. Yeah, it's such. That's a really great thing. But vitamin B12 is, a, a, I suppose, you almost call it a hormone analog. It has a, a function within the body that's greater than just an all B vitamin. And all B vitamins are produced. Almost all B vitamins are produced in our body by our bacteria, by the bacteria in our gastrointestinal system. But certain vitamins and nutrients are required. Um, yeah, in the diet, and B12 is one of them. And uh, and you can get that from food sources that are, are mainly animal-based, muscle-based. And so you get mo- most of your B12 comes from eating muscle, not muscles, although that does contain it, but muscle. So we're talking chicken, fish, uh, red meat, kangaroo, ostrich, emu, whatever it is, you know, whatever you choose to eat, uh, red meat's going to contain a fair bit of B12. I think you can find some B12 in mushrooms, but here's the challenge. As soon as you cook... And, and overheat um, you know, any kind of protein uh, or any kind of B vitamin, you're going to destroy the B vitamin content. It's going to, not to the extent that it's, there's nothing there, but it's going to be significantly reduced. The other thing that we require is intrinsic factor in our gastrointestinal system, which is a chemical that uh, is unique um, in the human body to be able to uh, digest and to absorb vitamin B12. And some people don't produce intrinsic factor and as a result, end up with an anemia um, known as pernicious anemia, where vitamin B12 becomes deficient and the red blood cells become uh, very thin and frail. And uh, and as a result of that, they tend to pop really easily. There's increased bilirubin, uh, which can cause jaundice and issues uh, with the liver and the gallbladder and so on and so forth. So it's really important to make sure that your B12 levels are good. This is one of the concerns, I suppose, for many health practitioners when it comes to vegan diets, because vegan diets will be inherently low in vitamin B12. So you can go and get injections of vitamin b12 that's one way to do it Uh, but of course that's a very invasive way to go and get that done it kind of doesn't make sense to me that if you're creating deficiencies in your diet that you go and top up with a synthetic b12 Um, and your non-active forms of b12 generally tend to be supplemental forms of b12 but we're now starting to see supplements coming out that are activated b vitamins activated b6 activated b12 folinic acid and these um, nutrients synthetic nutrients in the activated form appear to be um, better tolerated by the body they come with less risks associated with it they're less likely to cause complications and challenge within the body and each of the roles that each of the b vitamins actually play um, are more efficiently um, i suppose um, delivered and arrived at um, when you're taking activated b vitamins or when you're eating activated b vitamins so when you're eating food that's an activated source when you're taking a supplement it needs to be activated in order to be beneficial for the body or you know massively beneficial for the body but that's not to say that b vitamins in the inactive form don't work because for many years probably 30 40 50 60 years since vitamin supplementation has been around we've all had inactive forms of b vitamins and we've had benefit and felt great from it it's just that as the science has evolved we now understand that activated forms of b vitamins appear to be better tolerated better absorbed and work better within the body Nice work, Damo. I love it when you get into the vitamin stuff. You just you just spark up. You start. You just get on a roll. It's fantastic. Bit of so, a passion of mine, isn't it? Good work, mate. And you know, I remember Damo uh, going to a talk with Nora Gagoudis uh, a couple of years back, and one of the things she showed was brains, and, and it was actually 
people who uh, who weren't taking supplemental B12 who were on a vegan diet. And so she so- showed the brain, a normal brain, and she showed the brain of these people who were deficient in vitamin B12. And there was noticeable shrinkage. Like the actual brain itself had shrunk. Yeah. It was phenomenal to look at. Yeah, it's a pretty so scary it, it, thing. Like, I, you know, I, I understand the reason why people do veganism, um, but but we've got to understand that we are designed to have certain nutrients in our body and you can't just go vegan and ignore what the body requires and expect to get the most from your body. So you've got to be really – you've got to be mindful yeah. of that. Yeah. Hey, I've always wondered, the vitamin B12 that you get injected into you, where does that come from? Oh, it'll be synthetic, right? So it'll come from – I don't know, probably soy or it'll come from right. the fermentation of yeast. I can find out, but it'll come so, from- so it's not from animals. It's it's from a, vegetative, a vegan source of vitamin B12, but there's just obviously not much perhaps V12 in whatever that source is, so they have to really extract it. Is that how it works? Yeah, it's a highly concentrated source. Yeah, it's kind of like the same as, you know, all of your, all of your other, you know, vitamins are all synthesized from, um, you know, biochemical processes, adding a little bit of this, a bit of that. Bit like alchemist, nice. bit of alchemistry. All right. Well, now, Damo, the next question comes from. I, I think I can pronounce his name right, and it's Cheryl. So you know, I'm pretty confident I've got this one right. So you don't need to correct me. <laughs> no, um, no. She wants to know what's with fructose. I mean, this is obviously such a massive topic. You know, there's been whole books written all about fructose. I think there's a lot of confusion about fructose. You know, because particularly in the states where they have lots of the high fructose corn syrup. You know, and they they have incredibly high doses of highly processed fructose mm. that maybe people have gotten a bit confused about fructose and its effect on the body. But this Cheryl asks that she says that she's been taught through biochemistry that absorption is identical to glucose, but she knows personally she benefited from a year on a low fructose diet a few years back. And so she wants to hear our thoughts, Damo. What are your thoughts on fructose, Damo? <laughs> well, I've got some very strong opinions on fructose, um, and and they usually fly in the face of the trendy stuff right now. So there's a couple of things with fructose, and some people who are listening to this will be suffering from what's called fructose malabsorption. We used to call it irritable bowel syndrome, and fructose malabsorption gives people burps, gives people farts, um, it can give them diarrhea, it gives them griping pain. And, uh, and that can be, you know, very, very challenging, very, very uncomfortable and can cause some nutritional deficiencies. Similarly, you know, the same as, say, a non-celiac gluten sensitivity, a fructose malabsorption issue can, you know, create nutritional deficiencies. So we need to be mindful that that could be the case. Now, those the fruct- fructose is the sugar, you know, that we're talking about there um, that's generally found in fruit. Um, and fructose and fructan... Um, are often found together and many people have sensitivities to fructan and or fructans and these are found in things like garlic and onion and um, and you know, many other vegetables that uh, can be hugely challenging to the digestive system too so that that's a digestion uh, fructose issue the often what people talk about when they're talking about fructose is the sugar component and the effect on the liver that often is perpetuated or spoken about um, with regards to I quit sugar or that sugar film or um, uh, supersize me or anything like that that's actually highlighted that there's an issue with high fructose corn syrup or the higher consumption of fructose containing processed foods. And, uh, and I have a concern around that sort of fructose. I think that's, that's really, really concerning um, from the perspective of that it does increase, you know, certain issues 
uh, around obesity. Um, we were seeing um, neurodegenerative diseases. We're seeing uh, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, all linked to excessive consumption of sugars and primarily processed sugars. In, in this case, we're talking about fructose. Um, so I have concerns around that. But naturally occurring fructose, where it might be in berries or apples or pears, if you don't have a digestive issue um, and, you, and you, you know, you're not carrying excess weight, all of the fructose that you'd find in your fruits and in your vegetables should be consumed as part of a normal, natural, healthy diet. Um, and we just need to be, I suppose, cognizant of the fact that there's extremes that we're talking about here. We've got irritable bowel syndrome and we've got high fructose corn syrup or processed sugars versus a healthy, normal diet that would contain natural amounts of fructose in the foods that coexist with all the other nutrients. And fructose will bring into the body other chemicals that are beneficial for our body, such as the OPCs, which are the colors, um, and the beta carotenes, which are colors, all these sorts of things that are known as antioxidants are often found uh, with fructose. So you can take the fructose out and then try and take a potentized form of these colors which is, I suppose, effectively a supplement, or you can actually eat the real food, which I'd much prefer people are, are doing. Um, does yeah. that kind of make sense? It makes perfect sense, Damon, and I'm going to 100% agree with you. You know, it, it's surprising. People are often surprised when they talk to me. I say, oh, aren't you on the paleo diet? You know, you can't eat fruit on paleo diet, can you? And I'm always a bit surprised by that. Like, I'm always like, well, why wouldn't people eat fruit? Like, fruit, it's just, it's real food. It's, you know, I don't, I don't see any reason to eliminate fruit on the paleo diet. You know, I understand that, as you said, for some people who have malabsorption issues, you know, for other people who have some, um, you know, chronic uh, neurodegenerative disorders and some people who have metabolic disorders who've, who've previously, you know, perhaps damaged their sugar metabolism, uh, you know, their, their insulin sensitivity, those sort of things. You know, some of those people seem to do really well on a really low-carb diet. And so they cut out some of the sugars, they cut out some of the fructose and seemingly do really well. I think for the average person and particularly for the average person who's doing what I would consider a normal amount of exercise, which many people would consider a reasonably high amount of exercise, but I think if you look at the, the amount our body's designed to move, then, then we're designed to move a reasonable amount, um, then I think those people deal really well with a bit more of that sugar. And, uh, and I think getting that sugar from natural sources like fruit um, with you know that's nutrient dense it's got lots of other as you said lots of other benefits to it and antioxidants and different colors and all those sort of things just makes heaps of sense so you know I always include fruit I've, I've you know quite a reasonable amount of fruit in my diet probably I probably have more fruit than many people who are doing a quote unquote paleo diet um, but I think that's great I think that works that works really well for me um, I find that doing the amount of exercise that I do, if I try and go too low carb, then that actually doesn't work that well for me. And I find that I do um, not have as much energy and, and I don't think I'm as healthy. I think I get more run down. Um, so I think including some fructose you know, in its natural form, not high fructose corn syrup, which I'm not a fan of at all, but natural fruits and vegetables, you know, starting from scratch and making food whole, I think is a great thing. And I, and I think um, – you know, I think we need to be careful of being too scared of that. And I think sometimes our fear from that comes from research that's skewed by the fact that, you know, we do look at data of people who are having that high fructose corn syrup and then extrapolate that to people who are actually eating whole real food. Um, and so we need to, as always, be careful of the questions we're asking. 
Great points. Great points, Brodo. Hey, mate, we're about a minute to go. I know there's another question that's burning. Um, well, well there, there was one last question, and Heidi said, it would be great to hear how you explain to those who are interested in wellness but haven't started on their journey yet why it's beneficial to minimize wheat, dairy, etc. She says, also, we're told that wellness is simple, yet if you look at the stuff I would recommend to people, it's huge. And she goes on to list all of them, but I won't do that right now. And she says, what are the most basic fundamentals you recommend, and how do you keep it simple? Can I go first, Amy? Yeah, go first. I, I, you know what I say to people? I would say, I say, well, you know, go listen to the wellness guys. Yeah. They're fantastic. <laughs> Damien right, and Lawrence right. will have great information. You've and, got about 500 great. hours worth there. That should get you started. That does get you started. What you'll notice there is there's <laughs> no different themes, isn't there, Brado? So we've got themes. <laughs> so if we go movement, we go mindset, we go nutrition, um, really that, that kind of encompasses the whole lot. You've just got to start with one thing. Wellness is not about getting to wellness. It's a, a journey of wellness. And we all ebb and flow through our wellness journeys. Um, I've, you know, at times struggled with trying to maintain, you know, unbelievably great health and fitness. So as Lawrence, so as Brett, we've all gone through different phases. And just because we're in the health and wellness industry, it doesn't mean that we're going to be 100% all the time. So I think dropping the the expectation of 100%, I think is a really good thing to start with um, and making sure that we're aware that it's multifaceted. So it's only, it's taken me a number of years to get to a point where someone can say to me, how are you going? And I go, I'm really great, thanks. And they go, you're busy at the moment. I go, well, I'm not busy. I'm just actually, you know, I'm quite calm. Whereas in the past, many years ago, I'd be saying, yeah, I'm far out, everything's full on. And I would talk at a million miles an hour and I'd be finding myself really, really busy, that's an evolution to get to that point. It takes time, just the same as it will take time to polish up your diet, just the same as it will take time to polish up your exercise, your mindfulness, your meditation, whatever it is that you're going to do, just pick a couple of little things that you know that you can do and start doing them. Yeah, nice words, Damo. I actually Keep wrote it a book about it called How to Eat an Elephant, Brado. That's yeah, a I did, really I great did, book. To, uh, it's a great book, but I'm not allowed to sell it anymore. That's another. That's a whole other conversation. Really? So, um, Just but keep it simple. Repeat. Keep it simple is the key. Mm. Small steps continually and keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely right. Well, Brett, this has been a great podcast, an awesome podcast. I know that people who listen to this wanted that information and uh, and I'm sure that there'll be more questions that come from that. So go to our Facebook page and, and please um, ask us those questions. But also, when you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the wellness guys, tell us what you thought of this episode. Share this podcast with your friends and family and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Please make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes and while you're there, leave us a five-star rating because you know Brett and Lawrence love those. Love them to bits. <laughs> And uh, make sure you leave a comment too because the comments actually help other people who are kind of searching through. And we've noticed that there's a lot of American podcasts coming in there now. And uh, in the health and wellness category, we want to bump ourselves back up to number one again. So the comments help us with that. Um, until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Leave our example and let's change the, health, the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.